0: Welcome to the be the CEO of your life and business podcast. I'm Laura Katina and I'm Amy Mara and we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are
1: navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. This week, Laura and I are going to dive deep into the black hole of stress and talk about a couple of things. One being the theory that stress needs to be managed, otherwise you will not be able to create the health and wealth that you ever want to create. Um, as a business owner, as a regular or ordinary person, you need to learn how to manage your stress better. And secondly, is we're going to share some tips and techniques that have been really helping us. We have had quite a stressful month. And it's just going to get more stressful based on other circumstances that are happening. Our our kids are getting out of school, schedules are changing. And we talk a lot about how we have to try and figure out how to juggle everything, right? And juggle and toggle between mom, wife, being at home with the kids and, and dealing with all of their schedules. And then how that translates into our business and how we can run it. And, you know, the day-to-day business that we actually have to run. So we're always toggling back between back and forth between the two. And so we're going to share some of the tips and techniques that we have been employing because we both have been feeling it a lot lately and really dive into what's been helpful for us and you know some helpful recommendations I guess for any listeners who feel like they're in the same black hole that we are right now.
0: And for anybody that thinks that we have it all together (laughs) and don't really stress out like this, that would be incorrect. I've had people say that to me before, like, how do you keep it all together? Right. What do we always say about social media and all this stuff? Like Mm -hmm. you don't see the real behind the scenes last week and this week in particular, I have really felt like like a crushing amount of stress Mm -hmm. exhausted today. I had such a headache this morning. And so, you know, I really have to take a step back and remember the techniques that I talk about in terms of managing stress because it, and we have seen this happen to people. Stress can make you sick. Yes. Right. So, you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, like when I'm feeling like this, okay, I don't want to end up with some kind of stress-induced physical or mental condition, right? So I have to be really mindful of how I'm managing my stress so that I don't make myself sick. Last night, I couldn't sleep. I woke up with a headache today. I made sure that I got up this morning and got my workout in because that's the one thing that keeps me sane. But- I've really felt borderline over the edge mm-hmm. over the last 2 weeks um and so you know we've been talking a lot about how to manage that and you know what are the habits that we're using at the moment that we can fall back on to really help take back
1: control of your emotions right yeah because i think the reason that this is hitting me so much is because you have to think that there's not one ingredient in a recipe that makes the ultimate item that you're trying to make, right? So if you think of it in that term, and I hear this a lot from a lot of professionals and personal development and growth and big thinkers like this, that you can't just focus on one aspect and feel like that is going to be the end all be all to get you the results that you want. So, you know, we always love talking about workouts and nutrition. You could do all the workouts in the world and all have the best nutrition in the world, but if you're not sleeping well, or if you're not, if you're not managing your stress correctly, you're never going to move the needle on those results, like the way that you could, if you had that perfect winning combination of everything. So oftentimes people are like, okay, well, I can't sleep. So I'm going to stop drinking coffee at three o'clock by three o'clock in the afternoon. Or, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, not as active. So I'm just going to start moving more, but they're avoiding the fact that they have so much stress going on and they're not willing to like do that hard work. Cause in my honest opinion, tell me if you're wrong, tell me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, I think that stress management is probably the hardest out of all four of those facets, like workouts, oh nutrition, sleep, or stress.
0: It's definitely the, and so last summer, I think it was August. I do remember I ended up with shingles. Yes. And me, the person who manages, tries to manage stress the best that I can. Right. Yeah. So I ended up with shingles and I promised myself that that was not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And here I am again, you know, deep into the baseball season and all the sports and everything we've had going on at work. Yeah. And, um, here I am again, feeling like I'm borderline about to get sick. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, I definitely think, cause I could work out of my sleep, you know, My routine is so solid in the morning. I do my workouts. I eat healthy and stress management is by far the most difficult aspect for me.
1: Yeah. Right. Because I mean, the classic techniques that you hear from people are the meditations or breathing exercises. But I know even for myself that there are days when I'm like, this is just not helping me right now. Like my stress management technique should be, I need to get away from my desk and take a walk and take a lap around the block because I need to physically move. And I actually do know this about myself. I'm much more of like the, I need to get up and move away from a situation in order to de-stress as opposed to sitting in it. Like I don't like to just sit at my desk and just do like a meditation. I like to be away from that space and do it. And I feel like it makes, like a bigger impact on me. So See, I know opposite. that I know you are. Yeah. We are the complete opposite. Laura could sit there and just like zone out, take deep breaths. I can't. Cause I'm like, I'm reminded of my physical environment right now. Like I need to get away from it. Yeah. And I have actually been speaking
0: of the deep breaths. I've been using that, especially over the last week to just slow my heart rate down and calm down. I have had moments where I was just sitting at my desk and I just said, okay, I need to look away from the computer. I need to take a breath and I need to seriously just sit here and breathe Mm -hmm. because if I don't, I'm going to pass out.
1: (laughs) It's It's a real, I mean, look, you have enough, self-awareness to know too. Like, you know, when your body's trying to send you that signal to be like, hello, Laura, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Take a break.
0: Yeah. And so that's important. Yeah. And you know what, but sometimes you get so caught up in everything that's going on Mm -hmm. that you just like, you don't even remember to breathe. Yeah, It's like, you're not present enough to be aware that you should focus on your breath and that that will calm you down. Yes, totally. Hey. And I was listening to, of course, my favorite Ed Milet this morning. And he does, on Tuesdays, he does interviews, mm-hmm. right? Which are like an hour. And then on Thursdays, he has started putting out solo episodes where he just gives his own advice. And today he was actually talking about, you know, being present and how that can help you in every aspect of your life. And part of his practice has become breath work, Mm. because it brings you back into the present moment. Mm -hmm. And for somebody like me, who is just go, go, go 24 seven. And like you very, it's hard for me to sit still sitting down and doing breath work actually takes a lot of mental energy (laughs) for me to get myself to sit there for a couple minutes put my phone to the side, look away from my computer and just focus on the
1: breathing. That's actually really, is that hard? That's really hard for me. It's really hard for me too. That's why I said that before. Like I could lift heavy weights. I could follow the plans that you give me for any program. I could do that without a question. But when it comes to actually being still, it's (laughs) like the hardest thing. so hard. Ever, because ever since I was younger, like I have always just been on the go. We've talked about this before. We've always had like a running to-do list in my brain where I'm like, oh, but if I'm sitting here, I could be doing this at the exact same time. And that makes me productive, but it doesn't because you're still not giving yourself a break and you're not like detaching from the stressful, constant motion that you're like looped on. Yeah. It's incredibly hard for me to sit and just
0: breathe. Yeah. But- that is so important and so good for you. And it's a way that I have been one of the ways that I've been trying to manage my stress. I sometimes I think to myself, how is it humanly possible to handle all these things? Like, I don't think our brains were, were meant Mm -hmm. to handle the overload that we have these days. Right. So with the kids with work. Like it used to be like when I was growing up, there were no cell phones. Yeah. So you got home and that was it. Like, yeah, like work was over until Health the next over. day <laughs> you were home. School was over yeah. you were home. If you, I was <laughs> explaining to Matt, I think it was Matthew the other day that like, when I was growing up, if you wanted to talk to somebody outside of school, you would have to call your friend on the phone right. at home. Yep, And if they were not home, you could not speak to them yep and he did not understand it <laughs> was like what does the that whole even different universe. and because of this society we live in now where we're literally connected 24 7 my phone is glued to my hand without even thinking about it i'm just always carrying it so the last couple of days this may sound ridiculous but I put my phone in my bag and I'm like, okay, get in the car, keep my phone in my bag. It's, I usually put it on the charger in the middle of my car. I didn't even take it out. I left it in my bag, not looking at it. Even though of course the text messages pop up on the screen in my car, but yes, the phone was in my bag. I put it to the side because I feel like something has to give, Mm -hmm. something has to give. Mm -hmm. We are connected 24 seven. And I think that that on top of everything else, normal stress in life can really just bring you over the edge. Yeah.
1: And I think the, this kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about too today, which is we are ultimately in control of our stress levels, whether you, you don't want to believe you it. don't want to I believe it. Don't. And I certainly did not get it. I had to wrangle with this theoretically for quite some time. Like I just remember like people getting sick in your family or things happening. And you're like, oh my gosh, that situation is so stressful. It's like, actually, that situation is completely neutral. It's how you're responding to it that is stressful, which I know, mind blown. <laughs> it's I-, I took a CLE actually on mindset for attorneys. By far, one of my favorite CLEs. If it ever comes up again, I'm going to take it again just because I absolutely loved it. And really everything that's happening in life is neutral. How you respond to those situations is your response and it's within your control because that's the choice that you make as to how you're supposed to respond to it. And now, some of you are going to be like, that's so callous. Like, how could you think that, you know, if my family member gets sick, that that's not stressful on me. It, it You very well might be manifesting stress as a result of it because you're thinking of so many different things that are happening and you're concerned and you're worried and you're sad. You're frustrated, but those are all emotions that are within your control. And coming off of that hypothetical for a second and just bringing it back to like your business, the stress that we have in our business is totally created on our own account. And the good news, I think to that too, is that it's created by us and it can be controlled and managed by us. So the reason that I bring this up is because oftentimes we can get ourselves into a trap of like blaming other people for the stress that we feel and what's that going to really do except create resentment and anger and frustration again more emotions right it's not going to get to the root problem or the solution so my suggestion would be you need to focus on what can I do how can I change my choices my emotions my reactions in this moment to make the moment less stressful
0: Yeah. And it's, it's hard to actually control those things, Mm -hmm. Um, but it really is within your control. And I've, I have really, really been trying to work on this because I find that I am not present where I am. Mm -hmm. And so trying to realize and focus on the fact that I am in control has been helping me a little bit, but I've really been realizing over the last two weeks that it's like, like I'm physically here. But I'm mentally not here. Perfect example. I went to the bank this morning before work, and I passed the bank, and I'm sitting
1: at the light, which well, is like, really not that far. Like it's, it's. I'm, it's comical. At I'm laughing light. at her because I know exactly where it is, and I'm like, yeah, I would do here. that too.
0: <laughs> I'm sitting at the light on the corner, and the bank is on the right. And I was like, Oh my god, oh my I did not even realize where I was just driving, and. It's because my brain is so overloaded that I'm not here. And I hate that feeling. I really hate it. So I've been, you know, during the day trying to take tiny breaks. I have, I literally set a reminder on my phone every hour that says, take a mental break. Yeah. And like I was listening to Mel Robbins this week and she taught, she was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And she said she lives her life by reminders on her phone. Like she sets reminders to remind herself to do things. Yeah. And so while it's actually sounds very sad that I need to put a reminder in my phone every hour to go off to remind me to take a
1: mental break, that's what I have to do. Then that's what I have to do. Right, like if that helps, then great. Like, you know, I'm not judging you for it. I loved this philosophy from the first time that we heard it when Shalene Johnson had come out with some kind of either a YouTube video or a podcast about how she would take a break, like every 50 minutes at whatever she was doing, she would walk away from it. Brendan Burchard, another huge proponent of taking these breaks every so often, because from like a neuroscientific perspective, your brain needs to take a break. And if we're not taking that break, then we're not doing ourselves any favors, like you can't, you can't keep thinking that like pushing yourself through to it and like, oh, I'm going to feel better after I'm done with this. That is like the kiss of death. When you say, when I reach this, I will be happy. When I will reach that, I'm not going to be stressed because by goodness, there's going to be something else that pops up, especially in business ownership, that's going to stress you out and take away, you know, deflate the balloon that you were looking forward to blowing up.
0: And scrolling Instagram is not a mental break.
1: No, it is not. And it may
0: have been Shaleen. I don't remember if it was Shaleen Johnson that said this. It was somebody that said, even when you are scrolling social media, your brain is still making decisions as to whether to click on something, whether you like something, whether you like this one's outfit or you like this one's photo, like your brain is still analyzing things and making decisions when you are not looking at your phone or looking at something else. And you're just sitting there focusing on your breathing. You're not making all those decisions and judgments. Mm-hmm. So taking it while I love a good scroll on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I typically do it at night, you know, while I'm laying in bed before I go to bed, I'll just like look around. That's not a mental
1: break. No, during the day, Mm-mm, right? It's not. And for me, the biggest, I think, wake up call, I had a conversation with Olivia not that long ago. And she said something like, to me about how I needed to put my phone away. Now, she's six and a half. And she recognizes that. And then of course, she did go on to say that my husband was the one that used his phone more than the than I did out of the two of us. So that made me feel a little bit better. But truly, it made me realize that that I'm like, Wow. Okay. When I was growing up, my parents were on the phone when they were on the phone talking to my grandparents. On the landline. Yeah. On the landline with like the cord wrapping through the house. Okay. Until it was cordless. But now to, to think that my kids see this, where I'm just looking down at my phone all the time. Now, listen, I, I'm pretty good at communicating with them of when I need to be on the phone because something for work has come up. Yeah. And even with Joey, I've gotten very good about saying like, look, I need to grab my phone. I'm not, you know, trying to be rude, but I have to deal with this. Or like, I have a call coming in. Something's happening at a walkthrough right now. I need to talk to the agent. So those are moments that I can feel okay with and not feel so guilty about, but it's the mindless stuff because guess what? It's a habit just like everything else. It is totally a habit. It is a habit. There are times where I sit down at my desk and I look at my Apple watch and I'm like, why am I even looking at it? Oh, because it's become a habit. Have you really? ever
0: looked at um the number of times you pick up your phone in a day? I have, have not you ever done that. At that. I have not done that in so long. I would be appalled. I'm sure. I sometimes look at it just so I can see, you know, how many times am I mindlessly picking up my phone during the day? It was a couple hundred times. It was like two hundred oh. and thirty-seven.
1: Oh, no judgment, because I'm sure I'm up there too, right alongside like, you. Oh
0: my word! Yeah, I, have, I don't even remember picking up
1: my phone that many times. Listen, we use it as a tool for work, right? There's a lot of that we can accomplish from our phone, which is the beauty of technology, right? But the downside to it is when it becomes that habit where it's interrupting your life. And you're not setting appropriate boundaries yeah. and it's also impacting the relationships of other people around you right my kids did nothing to to deserve my lack of attention am i sticking my face in my right you know phone and if they're trying to talk to me while i'm sitting on my phone well who get what gives me the right to get upset with them about that so you have to be a little more introspective and i think that the the point i was making about not blaming other people I would really encourage you to just try it this week. When something stresses you out, really stop and think about it. Just even if you just do it once this week and start to get introspective of like, why is this stressing me out? Is it really this person or am I not explaining it correctly to them? Am I not giving them enough attention? Am I am I prioritizing something else over them? You just really start to think about how you can contribute to it. Because I'm telling you, I really do think that once you get hold of that control again and realize how in control you are of these stressful situations it's going to make a world of difference i i, I feel like you're going to feel lighter about it you're going to feel less overwhelmed um and you're going to feel again that sense of control that you might really need yeah that is definitely helpful and in addition the one tip that i would
0: highly recommend is if you really need to work on um, controlling your stress and giving yourself a mental break to prevent yourself from getting sick. Like I've been trying to do the last couple of weeks, take a couple times during the day, just take like two minutes, literally two minutes and close your eyes and just focus on your breathing. And mm-hmm. that's it.
1: It's, it's so simple, but yet so hard. And can um, I say, be unapologetic about telling other people, like if you're working in an office space, like I have to take a two minute break and literally turn off your phone, turn off your notifications, like tell people that you just need the space so that you don't get interrupted. Cause I guarantee you, you're going to get mad at people when you get interrupted. And the world is not going to end,
0: which believe me, I have to remind myself several times (laughs) a day, day. (laughs) that several times a day that if I put my phone to the side, if I don't answer a text message right away, if I don't answer an email right away or a phone call, the world is not going to end. So If you're going through a period like we're going through that is incredibly stressful, take some time for yourself. Take like a couple of times during the day, just one, two, or three minutes just to to focus on your breath. And I promise you, it will be helpful. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's
1: episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.